0: Are you tired of scrolling your feed only to see the highlight reel version of motherhood? If so, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the motherhood intended podcast. I'm your host Jacqueline Baird and I'm a passionate mom here to support women like you in their unique journeys to and through motherhood. I have been through it all. We're going to be talking about things like trying to conceive, infertility, IVF, surrogacy, mom life, and more. It's time to get real about what it takes to be a mom and come together in the fact that things don't always go as planned. So here we go. Hey, thanks for joining me in a new episode of Motherhood Intended. I'm super excited today to welcome back my sister Megan to the show. But first, we're going to kick off this episode with your fertility fact of the week. Here on the podcast, we are often talking to women about women's fertility. We are always talking about that side of things, but it's 50-50, everybody. It takes two people, egg and sperm, to create a baby. So your fertility fact of the week is ways that men can boost their fertility. Men can manage their stress, avoid alcohol and tobacco. It's important to maintain a proper weight. And eating a diet high in zinc, which is found in meat, whole grains, seafood, eggs, selenium, which is found in meat, seafood, mushrooms, cereals, Brazil nuts, and vitamin E is super important. And also, it's important to stay away from long, hot baths, hot tubs, saunas. All of these things can reduce the number of sperm. So if you've been trying to conceive for a while, whether it's your first, your second, or your third child, remind your partner that it takes two to tango. And if you've been trying for a while and you've already started diving into fertility treatments. Maybe you're dabbling with Clomid or thinking about doing an IUI. Most doctors will always start with the woman and testing everything, you know, blood panels on you, ultrasounds on you. But it's important, in my opinion, to do a quick sample of your partner as well because 50% of all infertility is due to male factor. It is split 50-50, ladies and gentlemen. So don't forget about the guys too. Okay, so today my sister and I are going to be talking about how trying to conceive Can become stressful. Like, obviously, I have a long road and a long history of all sorts of infertility treatments and loss and IVF and all the things. But for a lot of people, just trying to conceive the natural way can become a very big pain point. If it's not happening right away, it can cause some serious stress, which doesn't help anybody. So take a listen. Hey, Megan, welcome back to the podcast. Thank
1: you. I've been waiting for for my next time. I've just been sitting here. Why don't you invite me? I know. And it's the third time and I'm, yeah, I'm excited.
0: I know. It's crazy. we have had you on, yeah, third time for sure. And it feels like it's almost every quarter and I think we should keep that going. I like it.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. We're right.
0: Put it on the calendar. Thank you. For sure. For sure. So today we are talking about the stressors of trying to conceive and the things that we just did not know when we started trying to conceive. I mean, the boys are five and a half and almost four. Silas is four and almost no, four. He's not four yet. Come on. No, give me a couple months. Wrong. Silas <laughs> is not four. He is three and a half we'll say three and a half i don't know we do half ages in this house like it's going out of style like i kind of regret that i think i used to be excited when they were little like babies i'm like
1: oh one and a half yeah
0: birthday Mm -hmm. but now like three and up i'm like
1: okay whoa whoa whoa. like they they keep aging themselves and i'm like let's just right i just use the half in conversation because i feel better than saying oh he's almost four (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah totally But anyway, I mean, we've been through some things. So for those listening who are wanting to start a family, listen to our experiences, and we'll kind of uh, go from there. And then at the end of the episode, I will share some things to keep in mind when trying to conceive. But to start off, how's your start of? I'll call it the school year because that's what we do now. How's the start of the school year? Fall.
1: Yeah. So start was good. We were very happy to. I'm sure everybody else was as well. You know, get them into school. Long summer, fun summer, but long summer. Yes. So been going well. Uh, it's been like night and day for Silas as far as its first year at preschool and its second year. Now he's like a leader of the pack and, you know, takes on all this confidence and responsibility and um, it's beautiful to see. But yeah, now that we're getting into the, the colder months, it's not even that cold yet. It's funny. We're all freezing right now because I know drop from 80 degrees to like Like a high of Yeah. Right. But, you know, come a month or two now, 50 degrees is going to feel like 80 degrees. Exactly. Um, But yeah, the sickness has started. Uh, We actually, August, I know your kids were or at least one of your kids were hit too on our family vacay. We got that amazing stomach bug that just like started knocking everyone out.
0: Yeah, God forbid we all tried to get together
1: for one last summer. Hoorah. (laughs) (laughs) However, the stomach bug did allow us to be at the entire vacation and then it didn't hit until we were all leaving. (laughs) True, that was the silver lining. Yeah, at least we enjoyed it. And
0: then like half the family went down.
1: (laughs) Right, right. I hope that never happens again. That was the worst. But yeah, now we're getting the the cold.
0: Which is so funny because all summer we're like, okay, it's nice, right? Like you said, summer's fun. Summer's great. But then we're like, no, but like is it time for school again? Yeah. And like getting back into a better routine, um, only to have them home half the time with colds. So that's fun. Good yeah, times.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny how these things work. I took some time off from work on Thursday and Friday and Monday. Yeah. We were gonna go camping. You know, Dan's gonna work in the weekend. So, you know, those are his days off. So we were gonna do some fun things together and then yeah. like the universe does what it does. Yep, cyber. Starting started Thursday. So yeah, my PTO was spent with a thick child and just, you know, trying I to get there.
0: That is how it works. That's how it works. As you know, yeah. we, we saw each other briefly on Saturday and I was like, we're going to do fun fall activities all weekend. It's going to be great. And then I was like, okay, Monday, they have off school. We're going to go do something fun. And yeah, no, same. We're just uh, laying low. But I will say it's actually kind of nice, boring, and not what I expected, but haven't had to be anywhere. I, everything was canceled. Therapies, activities, school, mm-hmm. the last two days. So I'm like, honestly, it's kind of nice. I haven't left the house. Yeah. Nice little break, but not fun when they're not feeling well.
1: Yeah. And you got to remember, my child doesn't have a built-in friend at so. home. <laughs> I am a I Very different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we did get, you know, I got an hour or two here or there to make some organizing happen at our house. But again, sure. I had to try and make that fun for the whole, whole group um, yep. so I could actually get that done. But yeah, valid
0: point. It does help most days when I have both of them to at least even sit next to each other while they're watching TV. So they're not alone. <laughs> um, yeah. But depending on their moods lately, ugh, sometimes they just like, get away from me. I don't want to share. Mm. Yeah, Hit or miss. Yeah. But anyway, speaking of when we were trying to conceive these little angels. (laughs) (laughs) So how old were you when you and Dan were like, okay, we would love to start a
1: family? So I think we I mean, we'd all we'd talked about it for years before we got married, after we got married, but didn't like seriously consider actually trying and going for it, I think until. 28, I think 28. Yeah, I think that sounds about right.
0: I think I was, I'm going to say 26, but really like 27 because I didn't know what I was doing. Like us starting to try to conceive at that point, I genuinely didn't even know that there was only like six days a month that you can get pregnant. I was just like, cool, cool, cool. I'm off my birth control. Uh, Any day is fair game. I was like, all right, this will work out. It'll be great. But it wasn't until months later, I was like, oh, there's like a science to this. Did you know that?
1: Um. It was weird. So obviously, when we started to try to have kids, the timing was around like the time that you had already gone through some shit. Yeah. Prior to you going through stuff. Yeah. You know, I was oblivious and had all these things in my head like, oh, yeah, like anybody can get pregnant. It's easy. Like no big deal. Basically, once you start trying, it's going to happen. Yeah. But then you went through everything that you went through and, you know, we're close. So even... Getting educated from you on and, what's going on, and like, it was yeah. like a span of like three years before I guess you had Silas
0: that I was like trying, trying, like real hard. And I, right. and then honestly, I think I'm remembering back now. I probably scared you and all my friends, being like, "It's just impossible. It's never going to happen." Like because I remember having these conversations with some friends, and then like two seconds later, they get pregnant, and I'm like, "Cool, cool, cool." <laughs> like well,
1: honestly, you di- okay? You did scare me, but. I feel like it was a good year because when we started trying, it was one of those things where like, oh, this is probably going to take us two years, like, yeah, to do this regardless. So like, let's just do it. And like, whatever happens. So right, the very first month when we started trying, like I was in no way, I didn't even, I don't even think I was tracking anything at that point. I was just like, let's just go for it. Go about our business. Not even worry about it because I had this, you know, idea of based off what you went through that this is just going to take forever. Yeah. Um, so, and of course, you know, when you're not thinking about it. Yeah. We conceive right away the very first month of trying,
0: which truly I think there is something to be said yeah. about that, because obviously it's not perfect science. Like, you know, people love to tell everyone like, oh, my gosh, just just go on vacation with your husband and it'll happen. Like, scientifically, that does not work for everybody. Like, people have things going on. But I do think there's some truth to it. I mean, think about it. Like, overall, your stress levels are lower. You don't have high expectations. You know, down the road, the only time, like, we did get pregnant naturally, we were not trying. We were very calm. It was just, like, I was focused on my health and just, like, being mentally and physically happy. And so, I don't know. I think there is something to be said about, like, just, you know, what's the phrase I always say? Care less, make more.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, I think (laughs) it's... 100% 100% accurate. And now that we're going through, you know, we've been trying for number two for eight, nine months, but, you know, been using the app, been using the ovulation test, been doing all the things. So if I'm doing an ovulation test, I'm tracking things. You betcha, I'm thinking about it all the time. Right. And I am probably doing a disservice to myself in some ways by doing that because of, yeah, reflecting on the first time. Granted, like life was different. You know, when you have children, the stress level just automatically, just like naturally you're more
0: stressed and busy and all the things.
1: Right. Right. So like this last month, I went away with the ovulation sex. I didn't do anything. And like, we just lived our life and didn't think about it. Not to say that not gonna work but um but hey <laughs> trying something else you know I'm, and i'm sure it feels
0: better just to like take a break from paying too much attention you know yeah. not too much yeah, and paying it, attention i should say
1: yeah and i think the the stress now is more so that like, okay, if you're already going to be, if it does happen for us, they're already going to be four plus mm-hmm. years apart. So I'm trying not, I know there's like tons of benefits to having like an older, older sibling as yeah. well. So it, it was really, Dan yeah, actually sent me a couple, I think they were like TikTok videos, but people like, oh, when they say like, you know, having a big age gap between your kids is bad. And then you see this little tiny girl and her older brother's coming home from school yeah. and it's like the cutest interaction and like so much love. So that's been helping. Okay, wow. I love seeing those videos, too, because,
0: yeah, with the baby we're expecting, you know, Noah, I think they will be like almost four and a half years difference. So, yeah, I think for anyone listening and maybe for you, too, because it's hard to get wrapped up in fertility math. Don't do it. Fertility math, anyone listening, fertility math is a little deflating because we play that game all the time. And Josh will start to like calculate how old he'll be when like our kids are certain ages and I'm like, okay, but let's just not because everything right. is going to land where it lands. And then that's the life. It might not be the plan that was intended, but that's the thing. We all know this. That's the thing about plans. They don't go, it's a new dream, right? There are so many people out there who are like, okay, they say it's the perfect two to three years between every kid and we're just not come out and that's just how it's going to work. It doesn't always work that way. And truthfully, like on the opposite side, I didn't really think that like with Noah doing that frozen embryo transfer, I did not think that it would take right away. I thought we got lucky with Hunter. So I was like, okay, let's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to do cycles back to back. We have some wiggle room, you know, for them to be two years apart. And, um, you know, they're less than two years apart. And that wasn't the plan either. And that was a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And now it worked out, I guess, is my point. So I think it's cool. We're different moms, you know, with four years in between. So there's benefits to that as well.
1: Yeah. And that's the positivity I'm trying to cling on to. Because then I also you know, I've gotten thoughts of like, damn it, we shouldn't start trying like a year or two ago. But then I reflect on life and I wasn't ready. I was not ready to have yeah We we were not ready. Yeah. I think if anything, you know, it would have been bad because we were stressed and we it probably wouldn't have happened even if we were trying because, you know, of the anxiety levels and everything yeah. like in life. So, yeah, it is what it is. And I don't think about the what ifs anymore because I feel confident that we were ready. Yeah. We were ready to do
0: that. No, I feel that a hundred percent because I think about things too. And while I wish a million things would have worked out in certain ways, there's many times where I'm like, I it's not until after the fact that I'm like, whoa, I don't even think I was not even like mentally healthy enough <laughs> to even tackle that situation. Um obviously for either of us, like you would have figured it out and it would have been fine and right, whatever. Right. But like in hindsight, knowing that you weren't like your best self or the best situation, yeah, I mean, I think the universe is going to do what it's going to do. But I think that's solid advice for anyone listening. Like if you didn't know, there's a six day window every month where you can get pregnant and that's due to ovulation and that sperm can live for like up to five days. And like you mentioned, ovulation tests and apps are very helpful. I remember like when it was just getting very daunting and it's like, month after month and it's not happening and you're tracking and you're tracking. I I remember telling Josh like, okay, we're just, let's just not worry about it. I'm not even going to tell you. I mean, sorry to throw him under the bus, but like, he's not the best with calendars anyway. So (laughs) it's like, he doesn't know unless I tell him like, this is the week or whatever. So I'm like, you know, I'm just not even going to make it a thing. I'm just going to keep it to myself. Like I know what days it is, but I'm just not going to. And Honestly, that worked for a while, but then it just felt like I was carrying the pressure by myself. And so I think you just got to find what works for you and what feels good. If it feels good to be knowing everything and tracking that ovulation, then go for it. If it feels good to just like let it all go and just see what works out. I think that works too.
1: It's funny you say that because I I tried to say. So mm-hmm. I like had a sneak attack. Like, <laughs> yeah. At first it's like, oh, I want to be on the same page and, you know, let's share these ovulation dates. So I would, every month I would screenshot oh, yeah. the calendar Did on the, the apps, send it over, you know, so we don't talk about it, but we generally both know. I yeah. think that like, maybe that worked for like a second. And then I started using the ovulation test and I would casually just show him, I would say nothing. They're like, look, it's really big. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Well, what do you know? But then, yeah, but then it just became, it just became pressure. And then I Mm -hmm. decided not to show it and then would casually make comments for him to get the hint. And then I tried just me knowing and not saying anything. And that didn't work either because exactly right. Like I just felt like I had all the weight and then I was more stressed because like I knew I needed to make it happen during this time, but like I don't want to force anything. So
0: well, and then if it doesn't happen, I just remember being like, Piss, because especially like right I mean, josh has always traveled for work and i'm like i almost had to let like it was too i even though there's six days in a window depending on life and what's going on like in work and like you might only have two days in that window where you're even around each right. other i mean life gets super busy especially after you already have kids and so yeah then it was like there goes another month and then i'd be mad at him even though he didn't know what was going on
1: yeah it's a whole I mean, that's thing what I'm struggling with now is that like i already get really testy like right before i'm gonna get my period yeah but it's now it's now escalated because i literally hate and i know you know this like i literally hate that time of the month because you know you're just waiting and every month now i just do i'm gonna get it Mm -hmm. nothing worked but it's just like as much as i want to not care i still am affected the same every month when i I get my period
0: i think that's just totally natural like we can tell ourselves whatever we want but like right in your core that like you know what you want and it's just it's so deflating when every month like clockwork when it when that's happening but i think it's good to mention that like i, I didn't never felt this way when we were trying to conceive and i think a lot of people like to keep this hush hush but i think it's totally okay to like reach out to a friend or a sister or someone to like mm-hmm. tell them that you're trying you know because when it's not happening not that they can do anything to help you but like just to have someone to vent to so it's not just you and your husband constantly talking about this just to like let it know like look we've been trying it's not working out it's so stressful like you don't have to go into details of your (laughs) personal life but you know just to like some someone else knows and to kind of vent about it um i think that's helpful because a lot of women are afraid to do that like it doesn't have to be this big Secret that you're trying and it shouldn't be be any more pressure because everyone has their own stories and path to getting pregnant and all that good
1: stuff. I 100% agree with that. And I think there's also benefits, not saying that you need to like announce it to the world, like, I'm trying. Yeah. Um, However, everybody has these people in their lives and you gotta love them. But you know, whether it be friends, I would say more family, but they are constantly asking like oh Silas wants wants a sibling Sil- when when is Silas gonna sibling Silas mm-hmm. do you want a sibling do you want a brother do you want a sister and it's like i <laughs> yeah. yeah finally got to the point where like those individuals I just went out of my way I'm like hey you know what we actually have been friends so you can stop now
0: yeah um, and I know, think it's, that's just like good to mention in general like I don't I don't ever it always comes from a good place right everyone's just like right, super excited course. and wants you to have more kids and whatever but like For anyone, I just think people aren't, I don't know, either they're not thinking or they just haven't experienced uh, the struggle of trying to conceive, I guess. But a good rule to practice, I feel like for everyone is like, just don't ask. Don't make comments like that because you just never know. Someone could have tried, been like you been trying for months or maybe someone doesn't want another sibling and they don't want to be shamed for that. Or for all you know, like they could have had losses along the way when trying. And it's like you never know what people have been through. So. Nobody needs the extra stress. <laughs> yeah.
1: I am confident though that the people that do ask those questions, say those things again, they mean no harm. It's of course. Just, it's all love, but you're, you're spot on. Yeah. They are likely people that have not experienced anything different than it just being super easy. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So for sure. Yeah. So like you said, I think it all comes from a good place, but true. I I think most people saying it just haven't been in these shoes before, which is okay. But for those people that have, I hope you got a little something out of Megan sharing her experiences of trying to conceive. I always love having you on the podcast. And of course, we're sisters. So staying connected with all this momming stuff is just super helpful. So thanks again for being here.
1: Yes. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to next time.
0: Thanks for tuning into today's episode. I hope you found some value in it. I know myself, I always love hearing from other women and hearing their stories just so I know that I'm not alone. So hopefully you feel the same way. And if you are trying to conceive and it just hasn't happened for you yet, hang in there. As you heard, sometimes it happens right away, the first month of trying. Other times it can take six months, nine months. For healthy couples, it can even take up to a year to get pregnant. Every month you have a 20% chance of trying to conceive. So sometimes it just takes a little bit longer. However, if you're over 35 or sense that like you just have a feeling that something's off, don't be afraid to go talk to your doctor. You don't have to wait till one year of trying to conceive. Just go with your gut and talk to your doctor. If you're over 35, I would suggest waiting no longer than six months before investigating a little bit further. So whether you are trying for your first baby, your second, your third, I know waiting is hard. Month after month, getting your period, still not seeing that positive test can really take a toll on someone. So I'm going to give you a few tips to kind of get you through this season of life. As you heard, things like ovulation predictor kits and taking your temperature and maybe using an app to keep track of your period, things like that can be very helpful in speeding up the process. The more you know, right? At the same time, I totally understand that it can add like a new layer of stress, especially with your partner when you're like, telling them, okay, we've got this window, look alive. <laughs> you just got to kind of feel out what works for you. Sometimes caring less will feel better, you know, just leaving it up to chance, knowing that the opportunity is on the table, but it's not super calculated. Maybe that'll work better for you. Maybe more information makes you feel better. So I don't know, you got to find the sweet spot. But I also just wanted to remind you that there's power in the pause. So what I mean by that is don't be afraid to just like take a month off. Think of other things other than trying to have a baby. When you are trying month after month and still getting negative pregnancy tests, it can definitely take a toll on your relationship. Instead, take the month, really focus on your partner, plan a date night, maybe do a staycation, just something to focus on not conceiving. I promise you it'll help you in the long haul, not necessarily to get pregnant because there's science involved in that, but I promise you with your mental health, in this whole process. It will help. And take it from my experience, you don't want to look back on your journey to baby as one filled with stress and concern and worry and frustration. You know, even if it takes longer, even if it doesn't go as planned, you want it to be something that is joyful and exciting. And it's an important thing that you're doing with your partner to create your family. So don't be afraid to take a step back and pause for one month. That being said, you know, the holiday season is coming up, so I'm just going to leave you with three tips to kind of get you through the end of the year. If you have been trying to conceive for a while, I would take this time to kind of reevaluate your communication strategies, meaning does everybody know that you're trying to have a baby? Have you told friends and family and now all of a sudden you feel like you're sharing too much and feeling overwhelmed? Or are you not sharing enough? Does nobody know that you have been trying and trying for months to get pregnant and you feel alone? Utilize this like pre-holiday season time for you and your partner to kind of set new ground rules for family and friends who are like in the know. Because going into the holidays, you're probably going to be seeing a lot of friends and family. And it can be an incredibly tricky time for couples who are trying to conceive or even dealing with infertility. You've gone from fielding various forms of, oh, when are you having kids? When are you having kids? Questions to... Maybe now, you know, you're getting unsolicited advice about your infertility. Just have a game plan. Make sure to relay your wishes, or even take a pass on holiday traditions this year. Whatever's going to keep your stress at bay, and whatever feels good to you, just don't be afraid to do that. And then, lastly, rounding out the year in December, this is just my tip. It's just my opinion, but I would take some time to kind of like step out of your normal holiday routine and step out of the trying to conceive cycle and maybe consider volunteering or like giving to others. It is super easy to feel weighed down by trying to start your family or even dealing with infertility if if you've been at this for a while. Um, But kind of stepping back and giving to others can really help you gain a better, broader perspective about the world at large and I promise you when you do this, it'll just put things into perspective. And a lot of times we just need to step back and, and kind of refocus our goals. And a lot of times that helps us have like a better plan for the future. And if you're like me, January is like my type A celebration of goals and planning and just, you know, reevaluating everything. So that being said, I have a link for you in the show notes to a free roadmap for your fertility success. It is a month-by-month guide that's kind of going to outline the year ahead for you in ways to take steps for your fertility if you've been trying for a while. So click the link in the show notes. It is totally free, and hopefully it'll help you have a little bit of a roadmap to get you through the year if starting your family or growing your family is on the docket for you. Speaking of the end of the year, there are only four episodes left of season two of the Motherhood Intended podcast. That's right, four episodes. We've got the next three weeks of new episodes. I'm gonna take a week off for Thanksgiving break and then end November with the end of season two. We'll be off December and then season three will kick off on January 11th. So get excited. While new episodes might not be airing, I promise you there is so much going on behind the scenes. Like I am a one woman show at this point, but the new year is about to bring some exciting stuff. So I can't wait for all the things I have planned for all of you. Awesome guests, virtual parties, resources, of course. So many things are in the works, you guys. I have been working really hard and I'm super excited for all of this to kind of blossom in the new year. I cannot believe I'm saying this, but we are approaching a whole year of this podcast. And I am so, so proud to have brought all these episodes to you. And I thank you so much for being here week after week and listening to the show it means a lot. That being said, like I mentioned, I am a one woman show, at least for this year. You know, next year, I have so many big plans for the podcast and our community. And I only hope that I can grow it for all of you. So there is no obligation whatsoever. But if you love the podcast and would be happy to support the show, click the link in the show notes and feel free to give whatever amount is appropriate to you to support the production of this show. To be totally transparent, any money that supports the podcast goes towards the programs it costs to run the show, the equipment, um, all of the tech pieces, Hiring an editor, hiring an assistant, hopefully in the new year. Paying for childcare so I can create this show and so much more. So, if you want more from the podcast in the new year, consider clicking the link in the show notes and supporting me and supporting the production of this show. Supporters of the podcast will get a shout out on the show, and you can even take this opportunity as a way to support a fellow friend through their infertility. Make a donation in their name. Send some words of wisdom. I will not use last names, so use first names, and I'm happy to give your friend a shout out. You know, we all. Need encouragement through infertility and motherhood. So, if you have a friend that's having a hard week or is really being put through the ringer with their fertility, consider supporting the show. And I would be so happy to read some words of encouragement on the podcast. Okay, last but not least, if you like this episode, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can actually write a review. I know on Spotify, you just kind of like hit the star rating. But if you're listening on Apple or another podcast app that allows you to write a review. I would love suggestions for future guests. In the next season, I'm really going to be bringing it back to personal experiences and having other women share their journeys on the show. And then we'll sprinkle in some experts. But I really miss that component of talking to other moms and talking to other women about their experiences and how they've navigated infertility and the different things that motherhood throws our way. So if you have a specific topic in mind, I've already received some, which is awesome. Send it my way. You can write it in the review. You can send me a DM on Instagram at motherhood underscore intended. Send me an email if that's easier for you. Hello at motherhood And of course, you can also find me in our Facebook group, Motherhood Intended Community on Facebook. All the links are in the show notes. I hope you have a really fun Halloween weekend. I know some people celebrate more than others. My family and I are dressing up as Ninja Turtles and going trick-or-treating. Until next week, have a great weekend, and I will talk to you then.